Welcome to Emirates Podcast, episode number 129. This is your host, Suman Silwal. If you are still looking for fall marathon, visit emirates.com to get 15% discount for Seven Bridges Marathon, Half Marathon, and 5K. Join us in Chattanooga on October 20th and run the Seven Bridges. See you there. In this episode, I talk to Robert Wang. He's the creator of War Marathon Majors Challenge Facebook group, which has grown from a few hundred people to 14,000 as of now. Robert also has completed all marathon majors, and uh, he is passionate about talking about marathon majors. Enjoy the podcast. I would like to welcome Robert Wang to Emron's podcast. Robert, how are you doing today? I'm good. I wasn't able to do my run today because I'm dealing with a toe injury right now. So We have a pretty quick interview with you. Um, uh, there's a lot to talk. Uh, let's just kind of hit right right up and see where we end up Enter this interview. Tell us about this running uh, group that you have created, uh, the, the World Marathon Major Challenge Group. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Well, Suman, uh, I created the group in December 2016. Basically, at that point, this was shortly after I had registered for the 2017 Berlin Marathon through the RTL charity entry. And uh, I mean, that's a long story how I got that. But but, but basically, I signed up for that. Uh, I was registered for Chicago, which I got through the lottery. And uh, and I was going to go for a New York City Marathon entry. And uh, and I was like, man, you know, it'd be nice to. And, and I think I, I, I also... Uh, I was looking online and I don't remember how I found it, but I found a picture of the six star medal. I found the description that, you you know, that you could get this medal if you did all six world marathon majors, which is part of the series. And obviously those races are the Tokyo Marathon, uh, which was in February back then, but is now in first Sunday of March. The Boston Marathon, the third uh, Monday of April, the London Marathon, which is usually mid to late April. uh, And then the Berlin Marathon, uh, which is usually late September the Chicago Marathon in early October and the New York City Marathon in early November. And uh, and I I was thinking it'd be nice to talk about trying to, I don't remember exactly what my thinking was, but I was thinking something, you know, it'd be nice to have a group with my friends. We could talk about trying to get this medal. We can meet up at, you know, at these destinations. You know, I'd already started several groups at that point. I mean, I'd started a Chicago Marathon group for a while, though it's not very active right now. And uh, I was in a Boston, I was in a, I was in a Boston marathon group. So I, I never really thought it was going to take off the way it did. I mean, I thought it might, you know, it, it'd be mainly my friends, maybe a couple of their friends. And it'd be, you know, maybe, you know, maybe several hundred, maybe up to a thousand people or something like that. Uh, but today it has, it just went over 14,000 members uh, last night. Wow. Um, and, and it's not like we're just letting everyone who applies get in. I mean, uh, I usually look at their profile. I hope they they answer the questions. If not, I'll look at their profile and I'll make sure you know there's some indication they're a runner and that hopefully they you know they, they run races. Even with you know me being somewhat selective, we still are over fourteen thousand. So uh, I mean that's great. But basically, it just I, I promoted the group on Marathon Maniacs. I promoted the group in several of the groups I was in. And uh, it kind of took off very quickly. It got up to a thousand, I think, within you know a couple of weeks. And then it just, I think it was at three thousand uh, by the end around November of 2017. And then uh, November 2018, I think it was. I, I, I'm trying to remember when it went over ten thousand. I think that was like about maybe eight months ago, nine months ago, roughly. I'd have to look, but uh, it's, it's really gone uh, beyond my expectations. Uh, it, it's a tremendous amount of fun for me uh, because this is a subject that I, I love to discuss. 
uh, perhaps too much because you know <laughs> I, I do post a lot uh, and that drives some people nuts. But um, it just worked out well. In hindsight, I figured out why it's really taken off is because there's always something going on with one of the six races. The problem with when you have a Facebook group about one race, you go through a dead period where nothing is happening. And then uh, you don't really, you know, there's not really much activity during that time. With the World Marathon Majors Series, there's always something happening all year round. I mean, there's there might be a couple of weeks where, you know, it's pretty, ina- it's, you know, it's kind of, there's not much news, but there's always a registration going on. Uh, you know, there there's always some kind of opportunity. Then there's obviously the races themselves, the build up to the races. They all feed off each other. Uh, and because there's a common theme to them, there's, you know, there's a sponsor, there's a, a series office, and there's a goal, there's a, a reward at the end, you know, the six star medal, uh, which is basically uh, a medal that features, you know, has like six circles and in each of the circles it features a skyline of one of the major city and, it, and it's, you know, it says Boston Marathon, Tokyo Marathon. And, you know, it looks it's a very beautiful medal. I really like it. And uh, because there's a prize at the end, common thing for people to aspire to, despite it being six different races, there's a common theme uniting all of them. And so as a result, a lot of people do more than one major. You know, they're the most they have the largest race fields of marathons, the New York City Marathon uh, having the largest field uh, of over about, you know, over 52,000 finishers. And um and then the smallest being Boston Marathon, which has a field of 30,000 runners. Chances are, if you're going to meet people in the group, you know, at one city, uh, you know, where they're having one of the majors, you're going to be running into them in another city. <laughs> so there's so, so that common theme uh, that that ties them all together. It, it 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 just makes for a very you know great dynamic group. And and th- these races are very difficult to get into. Uh, I mean, some more than others. Uh, they're a challenge. You just can't sign up first come first serve usually. Because of that, that, that kind of unites us. You know, we're you know we're, we're we're all rooting for each other, but we're also in competition with each other at the same time too. You know, each race <laughs> has a ton of history and its own like idiosyncrasies and quirks that you have to. And they're all di- they're, they have similarities, but they also have a lot of big differences. And uh, so that that's why the group has really you know done well. Uh, I, you know, and I've also tried to. To, to maintain a balance. I've tried not to have too much of a heavy hand, uh, but I've, I've tried to enforce standards. Like for example, we don't allow discussion about trying to sell your bib or transferring a bib against race policy. Like we don't allow stuff like that. You know, there's various, you know, principles that I, that, that I've set up. I mean, I need, I need to do a better job of setting up some written rules, but a lot of it is, is, is by consensus. You know, for example, we try not to, to harp too much on, on London marathon ballot being, you know, being too difficult. It's it being too difficult to get into London Marathon through the ballot, for instance. I mean, at some point, people got tired of that, and, and so I, I, you know, I really try to discourage people from 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 overdoing it. But on the other hand, you know, like I, I think you know, part of the human experience is criticism and, and being honest. So I, I want to have that element too. I don't want it, you know, to be a, a propagandistic thing. I want it to be real, and for it to be real, and I and I love the majors. I you know, I think they're great, but they're not perfect. I mean. They have their strengths and they have their weaknesses. And I, I think I think generally the the people who run the races they, they act out of good faith to put on a great experience. Uh, but but they sometimes you know sometimes they make mistakes or sometimes there's things they could have done better. Uh, I'm I'm really pleased with how the group has gone, and I hope it's really really enhanced people's like marathoning experience. Definitely, uh, I have I enjoy being part of that group and I try to contribute or answer some questions as I go. 
I'm headed to Berlin, and uh, my sixth star just kind of suddenly happened like that. <laughs> I was not, when I started, I didn't even know about the sixth star. And over the years, I evolved and learned and found that some friends were doing it. They're like, how are you going to finish all? So somehow I end up in London, you know, pacing London, and now I got the lottery of a uh, six-star lottery. I'm the, one of the winners, six winner of that six-star lottery winner. And it, it really happens uh, if you're a listener and, and hoping to win, just sign up for one of those. And it happened to me. So I'll, I'll talk about that uh, story some other time, but definitely that happened. So, Robert, have you finished all your six stars or are you still chasing it? What's your status for you? Uh, well, basically, when I started the group, I had already done Boston twice and Chicago twice. And after I created the group, I'm trying to rethink. I think the next major I did was Berlin for the first time in 2017. Then I did Chicago for the third time. Then I did New York City Marathon in 2017 for the first time, which I got uh, through a friend of a friend. The other thing, too, is, is I have very little lottery success. I mean, most of the time I do not get in through lotteries. Um, and then I did uh, – and, and then I, I put things on hold. I, mean, I did Boston 2018, but I, that was my third Boston and then in the fall, I did Berlin for the second time in uh, 2018. And then I, I skipped I skipped Chicago 2018. I did uh, the um, uh, the New York the 2018 New York City Marathon for the second time. I got that through through New Balance Reward Points. And uh, and then I did Tokyo, uh, which I got through a charity entry uh, this year for the first time. Uh, that was my fifth star. And then I did London a Marathon. Uh, this April, which I got through a marathon tours package, and then I got, and then I got my six star medal. And Tom Grillick, the uh, the CEO of uh, Boston Athletic Association, actually gave me my six star medal. Wow, nice. So talking about uh, six star medal, uh, each each race as you describe has its own character. There's three of them are coming back to back now, uh, almost back to back. Berlin, Chicago. I'll be on both of those, and New York. Do you want to talk a little bit about what people should expect on those as a marathon major, challenger, or, or trying to receive those medals? Well, uh, first of all, the, the reason why the, the, the races are back-to-back is there's a limited window of time where the weather is, is going to be the best it's going to be. Uh, and uh, so that's why you have you tend to have three races you know, in the spring, uh, but with Tokyo you know, being the first Sunday of March, and then uh, Boston and London are very close together, and then Berlin, Chicago, and New York City – uh, within, you know, f- from late September all the way to early November. And, uh, uh, but basically, uh, uh, Berlin Marathon is about as old as I am. I think it, I think the first race was 1973, which is the year I was born. So when it's the, the 46th Berlin Marathon, that means I'm 46 years old. I mean, that race originally started in West Berlin in 1973. I think it started in a forest. It was like a, a, a loop or a there and back in a forest. And they, it, convinced the uh, city officials to allow them to have it in the city and eventually the you know the the race started at the berlin wall uh, by the brandenburg gate there was a wall there and the last time that you know that happened was 1989 uh berlin marathon 30 years ago if you look at the video you see uh people starting at the berlin wall uh by brandenburg gate and uh and then uh, when the wall came down they they, they the, the 1990 berlin marathon was um uh, went through uh, both West and East Berlin, and uh, uh, everyone was was scrambling to run that. Uh, so there's a lot of history. You know, it's it's a site of of world records because it doesn't have as many turns as Chicago, and it's decently flat. That it it has like several of the last men's world records. Hmm. Um, 
And, um, and then you can't beat that moment of running through the Brandenburg Gate at the uh, 42 kilometer mark. And then you have about 300 meters or so you know, before the, the finish. Uh, and and it's, it is a highlight of a marathoner's career to run through that gate, you know, because there, because, because there was a, wa a wall, you know, it sealed it off 30 years ago, uh, you know, from 1961 to um, 1989. Uh, so that's just a tremendous uh, feeling. And then Chicago, um, it, it, it dates back to the late 1970s. And um, there was one year it wasn't run because it didn't have a sponsor. But besides that, it's run every year. There was like a bank that owned it, and then LaSalle Bank owned it, and then Bank of America bought LaSalle Bank. And so that's why it's known as the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. It's not only sponsored by Bank of America, it's owned by Bank of America. And basically, the, the, the key thing about the Chicago Marathon is it's the flattest course of the majors. Uh, however, it has a lot of turns, and it, it takes place in an incredible urban cityscape. Um, you know, you, you go across the Chicago River several times. There's a culture that's built around the race in Chicago. There's a, t a ton of spectator support. It goes through all kind, a variety of different neighborhoods, uh, University Village, Old Town. It, go it, uh, it goes through Chinatown around mile 20, uh, I think, two, and then uh, up Michigan Avenue at the end. And it, it, it starts and ends in Grant Park. And then it's a tremendous scene. You, you, to the east of you is, is Lake Michigan. And then it's around the park on the northwest side is this incredible architecture. Uh, the Willis Tower uh, you know, you, is very prominent in the view. It's just an incredible experience uh, to do that. And I first did that race in 2013, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I had a 23-minute PR, really amazing memories there. And you hope you're going to have great weather. And most of the time you do, but sometimes you don't. So, um, and then the New York City Marathon is um, it, 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 it's going to it's it's having its 49th running this year. It dates I think the first year it ran was 1970 or 1971. Uh, when it originally was several laps around Central Park, and then I think around 1976 is when it expanded to its to, to the five boroughs of New York, starting in Staten Island, going across the Verrazano Narrows Bridge to Brooklyn, uh, going through Brooklyn for several miles, going through Queens for a couple miles, then you go across the Queensboro Bridge, then through up through Manhattan, and then the Bronx, and then you return to Manhattan, and then you go through Central Park, and then you finish in Central Park. It's a very iconic race. It's a, it's, a, it's a race on a massive scale, 52,000 finishers, the largest marathon in the world. Um, I mean, you know, all of them just had, you know, the, the, it just, they all, all the fall majors ooze the prestige. And, you know, Berlin and Chicago, they're not the hardest to get into. I mean, uh, Berlin, the lottery odds, I, 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 my, my big, big guess is that it's about 40% to get in. And then if you don't have that, you have a decent chance of the RTL charity uh, entry. Uh, but that sells out in about 23 minutes at three in the morning, my time here in the United States. Uh, and then uh, Chicago, the odds are, are more than 50-50. You'll get into the lottery and, and there's time qualifying standards. As for New York, that's more of a challenge. Uh, but through a charity entry or New Balance reward points, uh, you know, you can, it is possible, you know, you, you, there's a viable way to get an entry. So, so definitely uh, talk about uh, getting into it. Uh, I ran uh, Tokyo before it was major, 2011. Uh, back then, it was a lot easier to get, especially being an international runner. It was a lot easier to get in. Now it's become really challenging. Uh, a lot of friends there have been so disappointed. And it uh, looks like uh, their their charity bid uh, will give out on, in, uh, in earlier than actually they, they do the result for the, for the lottery. So how difficult? What's the what's the chance for people to get in uh, beyond London is impossible. Let's not even talk about that. 
but uh, but uh, for Tokyo, let's talk about that just a little. I think up to this point, if you were willing to pay the money for the charity entry, you know, Tokyo was 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 pretty. I don't I don't, I don't want to say easy, but very doable. But I mean, I, I don't know what the future of the charity entry program is after what happened. It was very confusing. Uh, the Tokyo Marathon, the last couple of years, you know, whatever technology they use, whatever computer server they use, it's not robust enough to stand the demand. If you compare that to the other majors, you know, Tokyo is the worst in terms of you know, how it handles traffic. The charity entry was a debacle. I mean, the registration was a debacle. I mean, it was very difficult to get. You had to try multiple times. You're going to be, you, if you, you might, you might fill out all the information and then click submit, and then you get an error message, or you'd be kicked mm. off the site. You just start all over again. I mean, if you were generally persistent, your odds were pretty good of getting it. But the thing is about next year, because it's sold out so quickly, I, I really have to wonder if they're going to increase the uh, minimum donation amount. It's been 100,000 yen for the last few years, and I don't know, I, I don't see how that doesn't go up again with all that demand. On the other hand, good news is this year it did seem slightly easier that people were getting into the lottery. I mean, I did a poll, and it's not scientific, it's not representative. Uh, but 20% of the respondents said they got an entry, which is kind of strange because the overall odds are about 8%. They release how many people uh, entered the lottery and how many people, how many entries are available. You know, for the people in our group, in, in, in World Marathon Majors uh, Challenge Facebook group, the people who, who responded to the poll, they said one in five said they got a spot, uh, which I, I thought was better than last year. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, Tokyo tends not to announce changes until late June, and uh, we'll have to see what they're going to do. But I think so far, if you want it bad enough, you can get it. If you're willing to spend $1,100 for a 100% guarantee, you can get it. And then the lottery, maybe that's getting a little easier. It might be coming at the expense of people in Japan. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> I think the two toughest majors are Boston, if you can't time qualify, and London, if you don't live in the U.K. and can't time qualify. Definitely. London and uh, uh, Boston, one of the toughest and the best uh, race for me. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. In terms of the, the races themselves or the registration process? Either, both. Okay, l l let's go over the registration process first. Um, uh, l l let's talk about Boston, okay? I mean, Boston was not a time-qualifying race until 1969 or 1970. Uh, and it just got very crowded as running became very, much more popular. They set a time qualifying standard of four hours the first year. The next year, they set a, a time qualifying standard of three hours and 30 minutes. And then uh, it, the time qualifying system just, just kind of evolved. And um, it became this, 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 gold, this badge of honor to, to meet the standard. And in the old days, if you met the standard, you were, you were guaranteed an entry. It was, but when, when, when the registration crashed in, two, in October 2010, uh, they made up this cutoff time system where everyone, it's essentially everyone is being graded on a curve. It's not enough to get 95 on the test. You have to get a better score than all these other, enough other people who took the test too. Hmm. Um, so, uh, so basically everyone's competing with each other. They give slots to the people who've beaten their standard by the most until they run out of slots. And the point where you run out of slots is the cutoff time. You must meet that time to get into the race, and if you're a second short of that, you don't get a time qualifying entry. Um, and... Uh, so that's become there's this huge culture that's built up around that. The, the, the other way, major way to get an entry is through a charity entry. Starting in the 1980s, uh, Boston expanded its charity program, where people who raise a certain amount of money for a charity could run the race. And that has grown and evolved. And because of demand, 
you know, the, the fundraising minimums for that have, have gone up significantly. I mean, right now it's $7,500, $10,000 uh, you have to raise for a lot of charities. You have to apply to each charity individually. And in other ways to get entries are through sponsors, uh, the BAA through local towns, but those are extremely difficult to get. And, and they, don't, they don't always happen every year, the opportunities. And then uh, in terms of uh, uh, London registration, uh, that race started in 1981. And uh, you know, the, the, the culture is a little bit different. Uh, you know, they put on a great race, but they like to keep some things close to the vest. Like for example, they don't release how many uh, ballot spots there are. They, they never say that officially. Um, it's rumored to be about 17,500, but it's not never been confirmed, you know, th through the ballot. I mean, basically the London Marathon, a large percentage of the entries are charity entries and, and you basically have to raise, you know, 2000 pounds. But I mean, I think compared to the other, like Boston, I, I don't think the fundraising requirements are, are, are super onerous, though. I've never raised, you know, I've never raised contributions for uh, an entry. Um, and, then, and then there's opportunities through uh, tour operators, like Mar for people for residents of the United States, it's Marathon Tours, Runbook, and uh, uh, I believe it's Fitness uh, International. I mean, there's ways to get into London. It just might cost more money or require you to raise more money than you would have originally anticipated. Uh, in terms of the races themselves, I mean, in Boston, uh, the first Boston Marathon was 1897. And uh, they've had a race every year since then. The, the one possible exception being in 1917, during, uh, due to the, the then called the Great War, now we know as World War I, uh, they had a relay because uh, uh, people were going to war and they, had to, they, they, weren't, they couldn't train. Um, but they've had a, a race every single year. It started in Ashland in 1897 and 1923, and then it started in Hawkinton, I believe starting in 1924. Uh, when it went to, from 24.5 miles to 26.2 miles, uh, it's basically almost the same course, uh, hmm. which cause, which is causes an issue because it was it, it's a two lane it starts the two lane ro state route uh, that's uh, it's not it wasn't they never envisioned a race with 30,000 people in 1897. I mean I think it was like 15 people and only 10 people finished. I mean when they came up with that course, it followed a rail line. Okay, originally uh, the, what happened was the Boston Athletic Association. They, they had members go to the Olympics in, in 1896 in Athens. They were so inspired by the marathon there that they decided to create their own marathon in Boston. And it was going to coincide with Patriots Day, um, which is the, which it commemorates the anniversary of the Battle of Lex, Lexington and Concord. And back then, I think it was April, April 19th or April 20th or something like that. And um, they were going to have it go along uh, the route that Paul Revere went to Lexington and Concord, but they just couldn't get that to work. So they went with the, the, the course that we have today that goes northeast, you know, from then from Ashland and that and then later from Hopkinton. And it's been the same course. You know, they've changed the finish around. They've changed the start around a little bit, but it's almost the same course. And uh, it's a very deceitful course because it goes down net downhill for the first 16 miles. And then there's these horrific. I mean, I I. I some people don't think it's a big deal, but I think I think they're horrific. There's like four hills in the in Newton between miles uh, 17 and mile 21, and those just like suck the life out of you. And a lot of people go too fast; they get too excited by uh, the incredible spectator support. You know, the the screen tunnel at Wellesley, where you know the the student, the female students there, it's an all women's school, are offering kisses. They get all excited. They go too fast, and then they they get slammed at in Newton. <laughs> uh, and totally like run out of gas, and um, and and then after that you have you, know, you got you go through uh, you go by after you go by Boston College, 
You go out to Beacon Street. You go through Cleveland Circle on the Beacon Street. And then, you know, then you enter Boston uh, at the end of roughly around, you know, somewhere on the end, tail end of Beacon Street. You approach the Sitco sign. Uh, you uh, you go with this underpass. You go up here, for, right onto Hereford, left onto Boylston, one of the most famous turns in marathoning uh, to finish. And because so many people make that tactical mistake, including my, I've made that mistake. Almost every Mev has made that mistake. I mean, uh, by going out too fast early and not being strategic, you, you, a lot of people crash and burn. Uh, it, it, it really, and then the, another problem is the weather because you know it's in New England. It's in April. You can get any weather. You can get 85 degrees. You can get 35 degrees. You can get last in 2018. It was like almost monsoon conditions, heavy rain, 30 mile per hour headwind, uh, chilly rain. You know, hypo, people suffering hypothermia left and right. And you might have 2017 when it was really hot, and you might have really humid <laughs> with 2019. So, yeah. and in terms of London. Uh, London, I feel London, it shows the British running community at its best. I mean, uh, because of the huge charity uh, culture in the race, you have a lot of, you know, and, and the huge support. Like, it seems like every runner in the race, mo I mean, about, about, I don't know, I think about 80% are British, are UK residents, or UK citizens at least. And uh, they, they have family members. They all have a cheering section, I think, along the court. Maybe not everyone, but a lot of people seem to have a cheering section. Uh, the spectator support at Boston in London is incredible, uh, just off the charts. Uh, in, in Boston, you know, it, it, it's it's considered a tradition, part of part of the you know part of uh, a tradition for people locals there to go and cheer for the runners. I mean, it's just, especially after the bombing in 2013. You know, people support the race enthusiastically. Uh, the volunteers are incredible, and in London, uh, you know, you have crowds all up and down the course. Uh, and they're cheering extremely loudly. I mean, they, they definitely give Boston a run for its money. Definitely. Uh, London was a pretty great experience as I paced through London. Robert, I, I know you are short of time, and uh, we can go forever. Uh, before we close this uh, interview, I just wanted you to give a word, words of advice to all our listeners, including the, the World Mar Marathon Major Challenge group. Uh, uh, continue, uh, strive for the best, and try to get in all the six star and uh, keep at it uh, give give us words of advice uh i think the biggest thing is is don't i mean it, this is it's fantastic it's great it's awesome but don't take it too seriously i mean i there's some people who get intimidated by how difficult it is or they may get three or four majors under their belt or five and then the sixth one is more difficult to get into and some people are tempted or even fall into getting angry or even bitter about it you know, like like that last uh, getting past that last challenge. And, you know, it's not it's not worth it. I mean, th there's other things in life. There's your family. You know, there's your job. There's your livelihood. You know, there um, I, I mean, I mean, there, there's other things in life besides this. I mean, it's great to be passionate about it. For example, right now, right in, in, in Wednesday or Thursday, I expect the Boston Athletic Association to announce the cut. Like who's gotten into the. 2020 Boston Marathon through time qualifying, who hasn't, what the cutoff time is going to be. And there's going to be a lot of disappointment. And there's going to be a lot of joy, but a lot of disappointment. And, and, and I, try, I was trying to, I, in a post I, I made, you know, a day or so ago, I was telling people, keep, keep perspective. I mean, uh, uh, we're lucky that we have this hobby. You know, I mean, I don't want, maybe hobby is too trite a word, but it, we're, we're glad, it's good to have this passion. But, but there, you know, we're not, you know, it's not, we're not fighting for survival. I mean, and I mean, there's people who've gone through a lot more than what we're going through. So if you don't get that six major for a while, you, you may need to be a little persistent. I think you'll eventually get it, but, but you, and you, might, you may have to think out of the box a little bit. I mean, you, I mean, part of, 
part of growth is, is being out of your comfort zone, is being uncomfortable. Uh, and and so th that's what this series does to you. And uh, some people just don't accept it. They think that they should they have a right to sign up whenever they want and it should be made available. And, and, and it's, sometimes, you, you, sometimes you have to think outside the box. The other thing about the series is it, it, a lot of grace involved. A lot of people focus on earning. Um, a lot of people focus, well, if I run this time or I do this thing, then I, I should earn this. I should earn this medal. I should earn this. And I find a lot of it is just simply luck. I find a lot of it is grace. You know, I'm not a very religious person, but I find a lot of it is, is you, can ha you can be blessed. You know? And for example, there's, there was one guy in our group. He met a Boston Athletic Association member, and they had a good chat, and she offered him an entry into the Boston Marathon. That, stuff like that happens. I, I know a woman who got it through a connection. I mean, it, it, stuff like that. Some people get bitter about it. It's like, oh, how come you got it that way? But uh, you know, you should have to time qualify your way in. But um, it, it, I know people who've gotten London Marathon entries, you know, through a, a, a way, you know, like that. Sometimes, like for example, you, you, you got your what Berlin Marathon entry through the uh, Abbott World Marathon Majors uh, five-star drawing, right? Right. That's correct. Right. I mean, stuff like that happens. So, you know, you never know when that might happen. Don't count on it. Okay. Don't count on it. Don't get bitter if it doesn't happen. But if it happens, it's a great blessing. I, mean, I got my first New York City Marathon entry because a friend I met in Boston, she had a friend whose son worked for New York Roadrunners and he had an entry to give to someone. He couldn't figure out who to give it to. And so uh, she, she arranged for me to have it. So you just never know when something incredible like that will happen. Allow that to happen. If it doesn't, don't get bitter. Don't get angry. You know, just do the best you can, okay? But, I mean, there's a lot of life lessons uh, in this series, which is another, you know, another benefit of pursuing this goal. Definitely. Uh, one of the things I would like to mention about thinking outside the box that you mentioned that, you know, I, I put my name for being a pacer for London for almost three, four, five years. I never got a response until this year. Uh, and suddenly, within, you know, several weeks, I mean, I, have, I was accepted to be a pacer, uh, and they're pacing a very slow group, uh, 5.30, that's the slowest I have paced ever. But still, hey, you know, I got in London, you know. <laughs> so thinking, you know, all, all those things you could do. But but definitely, Robert, uh, it's great chatting with you. Thanks for everything you do for the for the group and uh, all, the, all the words and words of wisdom you put out there, including this podcast today. So hope to hear from you and probably see you in face-to-face -face, uh, some races, one of the majors or something. Thanks for your time. You're welcome, Sue, man. Good luck in Berlin. Thank and you. And congratulations on getting your six-star medal in Berlin in advance. <laughs> yep. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emrun's podcast. Please visit emruns.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, get race photos, get discount codes, and more.